Hey everyone, this is Ness. This is Jen. Welcome back to episode four of Our Our Truth Truth Unapologetically. Just a quick content warning. On today's episode, we will be discussing sexual assault. So if that's um, something that you cannot listen to, feel free to catch us on future episodes. And I apologize in advance. Sexual assault is a very hard topic to discuss, but um, I feel like the more you talk about it with the people you love and who care about you and just having people to discuss these things with, um, I think it's very helpful and it's a huge part of healing, like we've said in previous episodes. So today we're just going to kind of talk about what happened to us, but not necessarily get into full detail, but just kind of let everyone else know uh what we've been through and why we even started this podcast you know just to kind of be able to talk about these things again not getting into full depth and i will not be naming names but yes you get the gist so we're just gonna dive right into it guys um i'm gonna start off with myself first so me personally i was a victim to three different people um in my lifetime so I don't super remember timelines. I just kind of like who did what first. I know it's fucked up as that sounds. But uh, I just remember timelines based on like where we lived at the time or whatever. So I'm just going to go based off of that. The first time that I remember was with a cousin of mine. Him and his mom came over to our house. I don't remember why. I don't, I don't, who knows? You know what I mean? My mom had everybody and their mama there. Literally. (laughs) So, yeah, they came over and they were, like, spending the night or whatever. I think it was, like, time to go to sleep. And my mom was, like, making me, like, a little bed or getting my blankets ready on the couch or whatever. And my cousin was like, oh, no. You know, she could sleep on the floor with me. And I was like, no, I don't want to, you know, because I was, like, little. And my mom was like, oh, are you sure? And this cousin was like, yeah, like she could just sleep on the floor with me we'll just make a bed or whatever I don't remember for what reason but yeah I ended up having to sleep on the floor and I remember telling my mom like no mom I want to go sleep with you I want to sleep with you and she's like no you can't you know whatever typical parents I think like his mom was on the couch like behind us that's what I remember right I don't know against the wall is a pretty long living room and um yeah I just you know woke up to him molesting me and whatever and I just remember crying trying to you know get him to stop and he didn't he refused to and he was older than me I think I was I don't know how old I was but I was little you know it's probably like my kid's age which my son is like seven or gonna be seven and I was like his age if not younger I don't remember like I said and he was like older than me you know so I think like in his teens so basically that happened And I just never said anything right away. I remember telling my mom like years later, I remember telling her and my dad what happened. Going on to the second encounter that I remember, my cousin's dad, Um, he's not related to me. It was like through marriage, right? I used to go stay with her at her dad's house because her parents were no longer together. And I would like go over there all the time, all the time, all the time. And um, finally, like, one night or I don't know if we slept there all the time like it wasn't always an issue but I remember the one night we slept in the same bed as him I think that's where we always slept because he it was like a one-bedroom house or apartment like he slept on the edge I slept in the middle and his daughter slept on the other side of me and I just remember waking up in the middle of the night um to him 
molesting me, you know what I mean, and trying to get me to do things to him as well. And I was, like, asleep trying to pretend like I was still asleep because I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I was young with that one because I had Minnie Mouse on my pants. I remember that. My my jeans had Minnie Mouse on them. And um, I just remember, like, you know when you're, like, you're asleep and you try to, like, move? Kind of letting him know, like, hey, bro, I'm awake, Mm -hmm. you know, type shit. And he ended up stopping yeah, you know, I just really didn't know what to do. But again, this is already like the second time that this happened to me. And so I'm just like, I was scared, you know, but I didn't know what the fuck to do because I was so little, you know, nothing ever came of it. I, again, when I told my parents about the first one, I also told them about all these people, right? So this is years down the road. But anyways, yeah, that was like the second time. Do you remember what you were thinking as a kid? Yeah, like I just remember like, I was scared. Like, I was just like, oh, my God, like, is this really happening? I remember that with the second one, like, well, both of them. But, like, I remember the second one, I was a little bit older. So I just remember, like, is this really fucking happening? Like, seriously, again, you know what I mean? And I just wanted him to stop. You know what I mean? And I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Just, like, freaking out, like, trying to get him to realize, like, I'm awake. And then I finally just kind of, like, moved, like, as if I was switching positions, like, to sleep on my side or something, you know. And he stopped. What about how you felt, like, after you told your parents? The thing is, like, when I told my parents, my parents asked me if I wanted to do something about it. But I think that the problem with you telling your parents so many years later is that they probably think, just as much as I thought, you can't really do anything about it now because it's already been so long. You know what I mean? And they asked me, like, both of them, my mom and my dad, like, do you want me to do something? Like, you want me to call the cops? Like, you, you know, they, they they tried. Does that make sense? But I remember telling them, like, no, I don't want to I don't want to tell anyone. Like, it's already been so long. Like, I'm just like, I just want to forget about it. And they listened to me. And to be honest, like, sometimes I get resentful of them for doing that because I'm like I was just a kid like if my kid came and told me that something happened to him I don't give a shit how long ago I'm fucking calling the cops and even if it doesn't get anywhere like I'm gonna tell them off fucking confront them and like make it known that these are bad people but I I felt like they failed me Mm -hmm. like growing up and realizing now that like they really listened to me like nothing happened for a while there, I did feel like, damn, y'all really failed me. Like It's because you're not supposed to leave such a big thing like that, like that decision on a child. Right, because I was so little. Like, I don't fucking know better. Like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking these motherfuckers are about to, like, kill me or fucking do something if I come out and say something. So, of yeah. course, I don't want them to say anything. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I also, like, don't hold it against my parents anymore because shit it's just the way they grew up you know it's all a cycle it's all mm-hmm. it's what everybody's parents do unfortunately not everyone's but a lot of people especially people we know yeah you know and then like the third person this person didn't molest me but he was so fucking inappropriate with me like he moved in with my mom like with us we had this big house that we used to live at he moved in with us i don't remember why but I was, like, young, too. I had to be, like, I don't know, like, nine. I would, like, go downstairs because we had, like, a laundry room down there. And I would go downstairs to get a towel or do whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? We had a bathroom down there, too. He would be in his room and he'd be, like, watching porn. Because he's, I mean, if y'all are listening to this, my family, you know exactly who I'm fucking talking about. Because he's a fucking pervert. 
He's been, has been, always has, whatever. Anyways, he was, like, watching porn in his room, and he'd, like, call me over. He'd be like, hey, come here. And I'm like, what? And I would, like, see the porn on his TV, and he'd be like, I'll give you 40 bucks if you let me do that to you. Just nasty shit like that all the time. And I'd be like, no, like, what the fuck, you know? And I'd, like, run upstairs. And, um, like, I remember one time I had to go to the store with him. Why I was going to the damn store with this man, I don't know. (laughs) A lot of questions in my life. Um, But I had, he didn't have a car, so, like, we were walking, I think, to 7-Eleven or somewhere. I don't fucking know. And um, we had to cross a busy street, and I was, like, afraid to cross busy streets. It was, like, 38th and Federal. You know that street is busy as fuck. Mm -hmm. But we weren't crossing at the light. We were crossing, like, jaywalking, you know? So I remember being like, no, like, can you hold my hand? Because I was, like, shaking. I was so scared. I was like, can you hold my hand? I'm, like, scared. And he, like, held my hand, and he told me, like, ooh, you're making me so hard when you do that. I remember that. Yeah, and I'm just like, god damn it. Like, why are these people so fucking sick? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I dealt with that a lot. Like, the whole time he lived with us, he would always just say nasty shit. So, yeah, and then when I told my mom about him, she also informed me that he did that with her. Like, he was always making those remarks when she was, like, younger, and apparently he's done it to a lot more people. But everyone just kind of looks at it like, oh, well, that's that's just how your uncle is. Like, no, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Why would you let that man come live with us? You, you know what I mean? But... So many questions, I don't know. <laughs> it's horrible. Yes. And I know, like, I'm, like, laughing about it now. Or, like, I think, I feel like I talk so nonchalantly. What's the word? Yeah, you know, I just talk, whatever. But I've been talking about this with people, like, my family forever now. Like, if you don't know, then that's fucking surprising. Because I well, you know. Yeah, if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> but um, I'm just, like, already over it type shit. Not over it, but, like. Holding back. Yeah, I'm over holding back. Like, I'm just like, whatever. Like, yeah. Um, It was hard, obviously, to talk about it when I first started coming out about it. And I was, like, still afraid to tell people, like, who it was just because so many people, like, the cousin, like, so many people fucking worship him because he's, like, the moneymaker of the family. And people, like, worship the fucking ground he walks on, you know, and he can do no wrong. Bullshit. He can. And he did. (laughs) Um, Twist. I know. Plot twist. And then the second one, he just, he's not even relevant to the family anymore. So that's um, good for me. And my uncle, he's just old and somewhere not by me. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. But because of them, I learned a lot. I learned signs and all kinds of shit. And I, that's why I don't trust my kids with people. So if you ever question that, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You know. That's unfortunately like you said where it starts it's like in your family yep it always is the majority of the fucking i'm pretty sure like stats say like 90 percent or something like that of people who are raped or molested or all that shit like it's always within the family or people you trust yeah yeah i don't know what happened in my case i mean like there was three different times Mm -hmm. one of those people there was like two incidents so I was like eight, nine, or ten, whatever. Right. And this one was with like a friend of the family, like one of their kids. Mm-hmm. He was obviously older than me, a few years. Um, so he was already like in middle school when mm-hmm. this was going on. Yeah. But I just remember one time, like our families always have get-togethers, and there's always like drinking and stuff. Yeah. And we're kind of just left to fend for ourselves. Yeah, so there was one time where they were over, and he wanted to play this game. And now that I think about it, like. He always wanted to play this game. Mm-hmm. It was like family or like 
there was a husband and a wife, and then my sister would be paired up with this person's sibling. And mm-hmm. and this time, I guess, like, I was the chosen one because he wanted me to be his wife. Yeah. And then we were in our room. Well, my sister and, you know, his brother, they went to another room. Right. And we had made rules, and one of the rules was no kissing. Mm-hmm. So... Obviously, I'm right. like, okay, I don't want to kiss anybody anyways. Right. So we're just in the room, and he, like, pins me against the closet, and he's, like, trying to and asking me to kiss him. And I'm like, no, like, that's one of the rules. We can't do that. And he's just like, okay, well, then, I, I don't remember what he said. Like, I blocked it out. Yeah. But I just know right after he said this, he, like, put his hand in my area mm-hmm. and just, like, grabbed it. Right. And I didn't know what was going on. I was little. Mm-hmm. But I knew that, like, I asked questions because I remember my mom telling me, like, if anybody ever does something, like, tell me. Yeah. Which is weird now. Mm-hmm. But, I know. <laughs> um, so I was just like, I wonder why I have to tell, you know? Mm-hmm. So I went to school after that, and I was going down this, like, really weird slide. I don't know if you remember them at Ellis, but it was like a slide, but there's two poles. Yeah. I don't know how to explain that thing, but you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So I'm going down, and then this kid goes under me and, like, grazes the area. So I'm like, he did something. Right. And I told whatever, that gets figured out. And then, I don't know, like, it kind of just went away. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything else happening with that person mm-hmm. after that. The second time, it being an, a family member. Mm-hmm. They were staying with us at the time. Mm-hmm. There was inappropriate comments being made with that, too. Right. Um, This one, I don't know what to call this one. Yeah. Like, because I wasn't assaulted or anything. It was just, like, the comments were not comments that you make to your family member. Right, right. And there was, like, I don't know, one night in my room, because, like, you know, we would hang out there a lot, just listening to music and stuff. Mm -hmm. We were just in the room, and I was falling asleep. Yeah. And I remember waking up and, like, just kind of staring at him because I felt his hand, like, inside my shirt, like, rubbing my back. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what? This isn't okay. Right. Obviously confused because, I mean, I'm older now, but still, like, why is this happening? Right. This isn't normal. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, after that, it was just really weird between us. And then I don't know. I don't really remember what happened, but the, they left. Yeah. And then fast forwarding to, like, I don't know if it was 16 or 17. This was after... My mom and dad were already officially separated. There was somebody that lived in the place with us. Mm-hmm. I was like 16th or 17th birthday. I had a friend over and this is like another thing too that we'll touch on at some point. But my mom bought me fucking Smirnoff. Right. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's not sugar cut. I know. <laughs> and um, obviously, you know, me and my friend being young, like, yeah, I get to drink. Mm-hmm. And my mom knows that I love spaghetti. Like that is my favorite food. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. And so she, for a long time, made me spaghetti for my birthdays. So I know, <laughs> yeah, so we were we had been drinking, listening to music, and I got hungry. So I warmed myself up some spaghetti, and right before I was going to sit down, I dropped the bowl. Mm-hmm. So because of that, it was just like, oh, she's drunk, you know, she needs to go to bed. So I was just like, all right, whatever. So I started going towards my room, but then this person was so friendly and was like, I'll help you to your room. And we get there, and then I, I kind of, like, felt weird already. And I was just like, no, I want to go back. And I tried to turn around to go back. And he, like, grabbed my arm and, like, threw me. Not threw me, but, like, pushed me down, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. The bed. Mm-hmm. And right then, like, when that happened, my brother walks in. 
Mm-hmm. And turns on the light. And it's like, what's going on? And then, you know, they got freaked out and how it seemed, that's how it seemed to me. Right. They got freaked out and just like got out of the room. And I remember looking at my brother like, bro, like what the fuck was about to happen? Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything, but that's what I remember thinking. Right. So then time passes by, we end up moving and now we're in apartments and I'm older. I believe I was like 18. Mm-hmm. Again, we were drinking one night. Mm -hmm. During that time that we lived there, I would go into my mom's room and we would like talk and we would have some drinks and I would smoke with them. And this night, I think I either had school or work the next day. Mm -hmm. But I I just remember thinking like, okay, I need to take a shower and then I need to go to bed. So I had to be up early. Right. And so I did that and I didn't have a room. I was sleeping on the couch because, you know, my brothers were in one in the second bedroom. Mm hmm. So I was on the couch and I just, you know, covered myself, trying to go to sleep. But I heard footsteps in the kitchen and I, like, it kept me up. Mm -hmm. And then, so whatever, I think he was grabbing some drinks and then he went back to the room with my mom. So I'm, like, dozing off and I was already, like, about to just fully pass out when I heard the same stuff, like, the same steps. And I'm just like, oh, whatever, he's probably just grabbing something else, you know, Mm -hmm. and didn't even open my eyes or anything. And then I hear, like, pacing. And I'm just like, okay, like, what the hell? Yeah. And then I feel, like, the presence by me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not... I still didn't open my eyes or anything. But then, like, I felt the blanket move. And I think I didn't open my eyes still, but then I felt it move again. Yeah. Because it's, like, the first time it moved, and it's, like, there was, like, a pause. Right. And then the second time, like, the blanket was pulled down. Right. And I was grabbed. Or touched. Groped. Well, groped. I yeah, I think groped is the word. My breast area. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what made me open my eyes. And I just, like, remember looking at him, you know, kind of frozen there. And he's just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then, like, walks off to the room. Right. And I was just there, like, are you serious? Right. Because it's weird to say, but, like, with each time that something like that happened, a part of me feels like something was supposed to happen to me. Or, like, something worse could have happened to me. Right. But it just, like, never did, and that's why it happened so many times. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just something I, like, tell myself to feel better. I don't know. Yeah. Because I don't understand that. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, it's people who you trust. Yeah. And not that I trusted, you know, these that people, person? but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't expect it either. Right. You don't fucking... You're not around these people because you think, like, oh, they might touch me. You know what I mean? Or some stupid shit like that. Mm-hmm. But they, like, groom you. And make you trust them and make you feel like they would never, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, the after effect is the worst because, I mean, as if going through that wasn't hard enough. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the stuff you have to deal with after when you finally build up to the courage to say something. Yeah. Even if it's, like, to a friend or if you are strong enough to have that conversation with, like, an adult or even your parents directly. Mm-hmm. And then you're still, like, questioned about it or... Well, there has to be something you were going through that made you do that. Like, yeah. were you lying? Or I thought you were lying. Or mm-hmm. things like that. And it's just like, I'm telling the people in my life who are supposed to be helping me. Like, mm-hmm. who told me to say something. Exactly. Like, what the hell is the point? Right. What's the point of saying something if nothing's going to be done about it, you know? Yeah, or like, when you want to, you're threatened in some way or manipulated into not saying anything. Yeah. And before you know it, it's been years. And like, obviously now... For me, I'm just at that point where I'm like, whatever. Because I spent a lot of years trying to play that, like, don't talk about it, don't say anything, whatever. Like, think about these people and, okay, what about me, though? Yeah. 
And then now that I've reached this point, mm-hmm. it's making a lot of people uncomfortable. And yep. it's making a lot of people have to face a decision. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's like, to me, it's not a fucking hard one. Mm-mm. But apparently it is. That's I think that's what we've all been facing, too. But that's a big reason why people don't come out. Because mm-hmm. why come out? Why come out if no one's going to do anything and everyone's just going to expect you to just still be around these people or just be like, damn, well, that happened a long time ago, but it didn't happen yesterday, so it's not a big fucking deal. And they don't say those things to you, but that's how you're made to feel. You know what I mean? And we were talking about this like earlier before we started recording was like um, how I was telling you that I feel like a lot of people in my mom's family are like so mad at me mm-hmm. and they fucking hate me. Mm-hmm. And maybe even in my dad's family too. I don't know. <laughs> no, I but, took that place. In that right. Place. Of course. You know, but I feel like they're so mad at me because they feel like I am trying to make everyone just um, hate all these people. And it's not about hating these people. Like, yeah, I may have expressed hate. I don't hate anybody, though. Like, if we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, I don't hate these people. Like, I'm already over the hate. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because you can't, if you're trying to heal and move on, you can't have those feelings. You can't hate these people, right? Mm-hmm. So that's something that I'm I'm getting through. But anyways, my point is, like, they feel like I'm making everyone just hate these people and, like, ruin their fucking lives. And I'm like, I have not said shit. <laughs> You know, out in the fucking public, I have not put anybody's names out there. I have not said anything on Facebook, like, directly to these fucking people or anything. I've just simply eliminated them. That's all I've done. And see, that's the part that trips me out. These people are really like, why are you saying something now? Why didn't you say something before? Think about the people that are going to get hurt if you say something or whatever. And it's like... You are so worried about what's going to happen to the people that Mm -hmm. did this instead of questioning, like she's saying he did or he or she, whatever, did something to you. Right. Or to them. Right. Why are you not, like, why is that not enough? So you would much rather still continue to protect this person and be like, you're just making this up, whatever, Mm -hmm. instead of being like, what if he did? Right. And I've been chilling with him. Mm-hmm. I had my kids around this person. Mm-hmm. Even just being accused of it is right. enough for me to right. be like, nah, I don't care who you are. You're not going to be around me. My family. Yeah. No. Exactly. And I know we've talked about it before, too. Like, I, I try to understand that not everybody is where I'm at. Yeah. Right? Not everybody is ready to stop being around these kinds of people. Not everyone is ready to let go of the quote-unquote idea of family you know what I mean not everybody is at this stage in their lives and they may never be so for that reason they don't understand because it took me damn near 30 years to get where I'm at Mm -hmm. for me all I can say is okay that's fine these people are not ready to respect me or my boundaries or other people in our family that have been through this they're not ready to respect those boundaries yet they're not ready to be on board okay that's fine that's cool that's your life, but just respect me and what I'm going to do because of that. Mm-hmm. So if I choose not to come around, which, to be honest, like, my family don't give a fuck if I don't come around. They don't. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, except for, like, the ones I'm close to. You know what I mean? But all the other family, they don't give no shits. They have no loss with me not coming around. Fine. Cool. But I will just continue not to. And my kids will never be left alone with people who can't make a decision of who to be around, who to choose. You know what I mean? Like, if that decision is so difficult for you, okay, fine. You're not there yet. 
But for that, my kids will never, ever, ever be left alone in their presence because I can't trust that they would have my children's back. God forbid something happened. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. we need riders over here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? People who are really willing to ride with you, for you. Because if anyone's children's in my presence, I'm going to ride for those fucking kids. Yeah. I got those kids. So that before anybody, it don't matter who you are, like my husband, my fucking brother, my dad, anybody. And I'm not saying like those people are bad people, but I'm just saying like in my mind, it does not matter. Like kids matter. We need to protect them. We need to make sure that we don't leave an opportunity like that. You know what I mean? So until people are ready, like at that stage in their life, then I just know that I can't trust my kids with them. And it's fine because they probably don't even want to take America take care of my kids and that's that's fine too (laughs) then we're good (laughs) you know yeah no i mean that came up for me recently i'm thinking more about that because i always say it's my situation being brought up it's just making me see a lot of like people's sides that i i'm sure were there i just never paid attention before so it scares me like for my kids Mm mm-hmm and it adds them onto like that list of people like they can't really fully be around. Right. Unless I'm there. Right, of course. So it's a sad list. But it really is. It really is. It's for the better. You know what I mean? And to be honest, like the, the people who really love us and fuck with us and are down for us, like they understand. And that's the part that we need to look at is the people who genuinely give a shit about our existence and how we feel. They understand. And to the ones that understand but can't fully like be there 100% like they'll get there I hope that they will you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and we just gotta unfortunately give them time but the time doesn't like giving them time to get where you are doesn't mean that you have to still continue to be around Mm -hmm. these people yeah I'm gonna say something that's probably like depressing as fuck but what I've realized like I feel like I've gone through so much like dark shit Mm -hmm. that I got to the point where I wasn't afraid to be alone. And I think some people I know won't ever be strong enough to make, like, to get to where we're at, like you're saying. Right. Because they know what it's going to cost. Right. Being alone or losing people in your life, whether it be family or friends, like, it's hard. Yes, it is. But I... Difficult. Yeah. But I've had so much loss, and I don't mean death, like, in my life. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, losing people, like, friendships and stuff like that, that I went through the dark shit and... I'm here still. So it made me stronger to like, whatever. If I just need to be at home by myself, I will. Right. If regardless of whatever, like if it's just me and my kids at the end of the day, that's fine with me. Yeah. Because I was like that for years. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't, they fear being alone or they fear fear losing people. Yep. And it's like, it's actually really peaceful. Well, you actually, you honestly, the biggest thing that I'm going through, and I know you are too, is being guilt tripped being guilt tripped well the elders are not gonna be here very much longer and you're making it difficult like my mom's family does not fuck with me i know that i know they don't and it breaks my fucking heart because i love them i genuinely do but what are you supposed to do when you you know what i mean when you feel all this animosity or you feel all this like this hate or these judging feelings like i don't want to be around that shit you know what i mean and i don't want my kids to feel that shit because we felt that shit as kids because they had all these feelings towards my mom, right? So I don't want to put my kids through that, but it is heartbreaking. It's it's tough. And even you are stronger than me in the sense of being alone because I still get sad. Like, damn, I'm really, like, these people really don't fuck with me or these people really hate me or, 
damn, I feel like I'm really taking the brunt of all this shit. And I like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm the black sheep right now. If that makes sense. That's how it feels. I'm not saying whatever. But anyway. Um, but if that's how you feel, then it's, it's how it is. Feel. Yeah. Like, right. You're, you're going to feel everything, you know, different. Mm-hmm. Everyone can like be going through the same thing, but everyone has different like reaction or feeling about it. Like, so, I feel like people don't want to be around me and they don't because it, I feel like if they start talking about something, it's triggering to me too. You know what I mean? When people start talking about certain people, I'm like, why the fuck are you talking about them to me? I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> so then they don't want to be around me because they feel like I'm just ready to pop off. But it's because I'm just sick of dealing with the bullshit. I'm sick of not saying anything. I'm sick of just letting them freely just discuss dumb shit. Then I'm just like, oh my God, like you still don't get it, do you? Yeah. You know? That, that reminds me of this time, like story time. Yeah. I went to a house party with... Kendra. Mm-hmm. And I don't do this because of this exact reason, but mm-hmm. I don't like to go to people's houses that I've never been to or that I'm meeting for the first time. Right. Like, I knew that they were her friends and she was cool with them, but yeah. I went. Mm-hmm. Got a babysitter and, like, I was having a good time. Everything was chill. Like, my anxiety was a little high, but I was like, it's okay. Like, my friend's here. She wouldn't let anything happen to me. Vice versa. We're chilling. She fails to tell me that these people argue a lot well maybe she told me but i didn't know like to what extent she meant right so they're like it's pretty bad and then whatever that gets like handled and i'm outside on the balcony and then like one of the girls that's there at this party has her baby with her and i think this baby was like i want to say four or five months old six months the most but um she had her sleep on the couch and we were outside smoking a cigarette and i see her baby waking up and like i was already like shit there's a baby here right you know and there's all these fucking grown-ass people mm-hmm. not judging but right they stay home you're being vigilant <laughs> i just did her for your child i don't know yeah whatever no, i agree so the mother of this child she's like talking to me <clears throat> she's like asking me where she can buy drugs and then out of nowhere like big ass dudes get there and then they come outside to smoke with us and i'm like just staring at the baby right even more now and then, I don't know exactly, like, something triggered that whole thing because I remember saying something about the baby. Yeah. And I, I was just kind of like, something can happen. Like, there's all kinds of guys here. Like, something can happen to that baby. Right. And one of the guys was just like, man, I don't give a fuck about that baby. Oh, hell no. And just kind of made it seem like, you know, I'll do some shit to that baby. I don't care. Yeah. Mom's over here all drunk off her ass. Oh, hell no. Girl. And it just, like, it triggered me. Right. And I was like, I have to get the fuck out of here. Because if they don't care about the baby, why do they care about me? Right. Right. And like now I think back, I'm like, I should have taken that baby. But yeah, from what I know, hopefully that baby's fine. I know. Yeah. But I was just like, no, I can't do this. This is why I don't do this shit. Cause right. Because the hell. Right. No, I and agree. I remember running out of that building. Like I got my shit. I ran. Kendra's like trying to stop me. I didn't even know where I was or where I was going. Because I was also intoxicated. But... I was just going, and then, like, she caught up to me and got a hold of Chito. It's crazy that this is coming up right now, too, because Eric was with him. Mm-hmm. And he was just, like, he talked to me. Like, yeah. I gave him the phone. He was just, like, calming me down. You know what? Why do I feel like I remember this night? You probably do. I think I do. Yeah, I was freaking out. Weren't you, like, in a parking lot or something? Yep. Yep, I do remember. Because I just started fucking running from my life. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, uh, Chito wasn't calming me down either, because I was just like, no, like, you have to get here. And I remember him telling me, like, Jenny, just calm down. It's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And it helped me. 
Mm-hmm. And did they show up? It was like probably a quick thing, but mm-hmm. Andrew ended up taking him. Yeah. But yeah, dude, it's it's everywhere. People literally don't give a fuck. Right. Going back to what you were saying, is this rude? Fuck those people that said that to you. Oh no, I don't know who it is. No, <laughs> if I did, unless it's my dad. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that you are doing that or doing this to. How did they word it? I was just asked by multiple people if I was forcing people or kind of like uh, making people come out and start all this shit. In other words, okay. okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I texted you and I told you. It wasn't that I felt like I was forced because right. I feel like we're we're forced to not say anything. Right. So it's like, why? Where were you then? Right. Right. <laughs> like, why are you telling anybody else? Like, are you forcing her to like not say anything? Exactly. But mm-hmm. honestly, like, it made me feel stronger, and it like I told you, it inspired me to just finally like, I don't have to do this, mm-hmm. and I did it for way too damn long. Right. And now that I I did, and like I'm standing my ground with it. It does suck sometimes, you know, with the whole family shit, but it makes me feel good and proud of myself Mm -hmm. because I did not feel good. And, you know, having to, like, not be able to talk about it or whatever, all those years of that, like, messed me up more. Mm -hmm. But, like, now, it's the first time since any of this happened, like, dealing with it as an adult, that I've just, I don't feel like I'm holding so much. Right. Like, that was deep. Yeah. No, like, I literally feel, like, half of that. Like, I just feel lighter. Yes. Yeah. Not carrying all of that. See, but that's the the amazing part about it and that they don't see. People literally see us talking about our shit. The people who, I mean, I'm not going to say everybody, but they they look at us like we're starting drama. Mm -hmm. We are causing problems. We're just so fucking dramatic. We're full of shit. Like, we're just causing problems, you know, this happened so long ago. Like, no. This, it's not the fucking point. It's about us releasing that. And it's not drama. It's fucking sexual abuse, asshole. <laughs> I didn't ask for that shit. You know what's crazy to me? And this is, again, backtracking. I'm sorry. But you were saying how, like, I don't remember being told not to say anything mm. but the reason why was because these people genuinely like i had to have been that young to where they thought either i wasn't going to remember or i was asleep you know what i mean and they thought that i just forgot or like mm. i just don't know i didn't know what happened because i was sleeping you know what i mean mm. but i just think about that too like i don't think i was threatened like you better not fucking say anything but then I just I just started thinking about that when you were talking about it earlier. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I just think it's crazy. Like, to me, what I look at with that is that they were not scared nope. of what was going to happen to them. It's because the sick part is that they've already planned it out. They've already thought it out. Mm-hmm. They've already taken the time to get to know the situation. Right. And, you know, Liz actually sent me a video. I think, did she send it in our thing? Our Which little one? chat? She sent, maybe she sent it to me. A video of, like, they're interviewing this old man. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It was in the group chat, yeah. It's real. Yep. And what what these people don't understand is, like, okay, you know that these people don't get rid of those fucking feelings. Mm. They don't lose the fucking urge to want to molest somebody all of a sudden because they're grown now. That's not a real fucking thing. So the fact that these people genuinely think there's so many people out there like in our families that think because it's been so long that it's no longer a fucking threat. Oh, I'm not. A, I'm not a child anymore. Yeah. But what about all the other fucking children? Mm-hmm. That's what they think. 
they look at me and think, well, you're not a child anymore and he's not going to fucking molest you now. Okay, motherfucker. But uh, that's why my kids can't be around him because he might be thinking about it. Right. You like, know? Yes, because they're... I was a child. Exactly. I'm not they, a child and like, they don't like children. Yeah. yeah. They like children. They like children. So you need to be worrying about their fucking kids. You need to be worrying about all the other fucking kids. Your kids. Uh, you know what I mean? My kids. Everyone's kids. But luckily, thankfully for me and you and for the many others in our family that have came forward, that we are strong enough to know better. And we are strong enough to keep our children away and we're strong enough to stand up for ourselves. And thank you to the people who have been supportive to me. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. You know what I mean? I You don't realize how much I appreciate that. And to all of us, you know? Same. Shout out to mine, too. All three of you. <laughs> Got you, girl. <laughs> you know? Hopefully the, hopefully the numbers, you know, rise. But Yes. You know? Just to say, I don't expect you guys to go out there and fucking out these people, okay? I just want your support on my boundaries. Let me just make that clear. We're not going to have a fucking parade, you know what I mean? And we should have a parade and out them. But that's not what it means to be supportive. It just means to support our boundaries. As in, we don't want to face them. We don't want to see them. We have no reason to. We don't want to be around them. Because every time we fucking see their face, guess what? Guess what the first thing we fucking think of when we see their face We think of that night. And if that's a memory that you would like to fucking have, then you do it. But I'm not. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) You know. (laughs) It's it's true, though. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, one of my predators. Abusers. Abusers, yeah. All of them. Words fit. (laughs) One of them motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfuckers. There have been other things that have happened. Like, from what I remember, he was already not a very liked person. Yeah. From the beginning. Uh-huh. But then, you know, situations change. Yeah. And fast forwarding to present time, I guess, there's been other instances where this person does things that are very uncomfortable. Yes. In front of everyone. Like yes. family get togethers. At family get togethers. Mm-hmm. And people remember these things yep. and it's still not enough. Like as if what I said wasn't enough. Right. Him proving it mm-hmm. isn't enough. I don't know what they're waiting for. But it's just the fact that there's still people that even with him are like, we can be in the same room as you. Knowing that you've been accused of something. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I've had children around you. Mm-hmm. Knowing that there's still children that are allowed to be around him. Yeah. Sounds weird because yeah. I wasn't a child. But, right. You know, no, I get what you mean. Yeah. They he can was a still... person of trust. He was still a person of trust. Right. And just, yeah. the, just the fact that they can still trust him enough to be around him mm-hmm. or know that he's in the same room. Like, right. that is... Uh, mind-blowing to me it is but i don't i'm just like whatever like i said unless it's something really really bad was to happen mm-hmm. i don't ever have to see him again yep and i'm okay with that yep but, sure are. Yeah. me too girl cheers to that mm-hmm. cheers to never being around them again <laughs> cheers all right guys so just to clarify um and we didn't clarify this in the beginning so i apologize but this is actually part one uh, the second part, next week's episode, we will be discussing um, more about how it's affected us. I know we kind of talk about it in this one, but it's we're going to get into more depth like of how it affects us and raising our children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The anxiety, the paranoia, like your love life. Uh, we're going to get more into depth about how it's affecting us there and just kind of things that we've been through because of it. So yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening with us. Uh, this is definitely a tough subject. 
for all of us. And, um, you know, we thank you so much for your support. Uh, we thank you so much to our Liquid Courage for helping us get through today's episode. <laughs> if you haven't already, go like our Facebook page at rtruth underscore unapologetically so you can get updates for next week's episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye.